0: Welcome to Between Sermons. So glad you're uh, a part of this uh, episode with us where we are continuing the conversation uh, from Sunday and uh, sitting across from me the illustrious illustrious i don't even know what that means but uh carlton mccarthy uh welcome back absolutely and uh this is a fun one i almost feel like we should switch seats because you actually preached on sunday oh, not man. me yeah uh so maybe you should be driving this uh this conversation but, only uh, but i'm drained though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little bit different being on that stage than when you're Yeah, not on absolutely
1: that man if for those people who preach i give i take my hat off to them because it is absolutely draining yeah. Why,
0: why do you think I share that stage so much? Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, why, why don't you preach all the time? No, no, exactly. no, no desire you're so to. Good at it. No, no desire to like give me one, two times a month. I'm good. Right. It feels great. Yeah. yeah, I need a nap afterwards.
1: Yeah. Did you take a nap? man i slept like a baby <laughs> in the middle of the day it's like what's wrong with me I it's like it. i'm four all over again <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so we're, we're continuing the conversation uh carlton preached an amazing message on uh living for eternity it was a little two-part series that we did uh you and asa mm-hmm. um and so uh we've got a few things that i want to talk about today i want to get real practical Sure. Uh, this this may end up part of this may end up being less conversation and more just instruction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have some fun with that still. Uh, but I have to. The, the only starting point we can possibly have <laughs> is tell me about Jewish Jesus.
1: Jewish Jesus. He's Man, Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for for those of you, you mean me to tell the story. Yeah. For those the... of
0: you that don't have any idea what Jewish sure. Jesus is all about, please enlighten us.
1: Yeah, so uh, in the midst of the survey of the New Testament um, semester in Mm -hmm. uh, Life University, uh, you know, I'm doing research and I'm studying uh, because I I haven't did that kind of in-depth study of the New Testament in all of my life, except for when you said, hey, Carlton, you're teaching New (laughs) Testament survey. (laughs) And so at at that point, you know, I'm trying to get all of the resources I could possibly get to get the right information and you don't wanna just pick the first thing that comes up on a Google search. You know, you have to verify that their yep. source is correct and that, you know, you have multiple people who agree with this idea or this point or this historical fact. Right. And sometimes that leads you to YouTube. Uh, Cause people- Some rabbit uh, trails? Yeah. Uh, it leads you to YouTube. Uh, Cause you know, you can only do so much reading. At least I can only <laughs> do so much reading. So I'm like, I need to watch a video. I need someone to speak to me yeah. about survey of the New Testament. But YouTube has this funny thing of allowing you to go left <laughs> and <laughs> recommended that's, videos. Exactly recommended videos. Like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this guy's got a testimony about you know whatever. Uh, but I found myself in videos about um, out of body experiences or spiritual experiences after life or death experiences. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about uh, they they had experiences in hell and experiences in heaven, and you know you're going through that. And I mentioned in the sermons like I really didn't care about the hell experiences. I love I'm, that part. Honestly. I'm not going there, yeah. so I don't care about how. Yeah. Dark every time it is somebody's how asking how me, is. you
0: know, what's hell going to be like? I'm like, I don't know. I ain't going. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, like
1: I'm not planning on visiting. <laughs> Jesus said hell is for Satan and his demons. Yeah. It's not a bad for place. me. I don't go. <laughs> so. Uh, So I started watching videos about people who experienced Jesus, and this one guy had a very nice experience with Jesus. He wasn't a believer, and, you know, he didn't have a preconceived notion about how Jesus is because he wasn't a believer. He didn't read his Bible. He didn't have the the language. The language or the character of Jesus already built in his head. And so when he met Jesus – uh and through his spiritual experience he had a true explanation or description of what he was experiencing and one thing he said was jesus is just a cool guy cool guy jesus and i'm like man like all the studying that i'm doing in the, the new testament of of how jesus is the miracle worker you know john talks about the deity of jesus and how he's the son of god and he is god and you're going through all this in Revelation, how he's coming back with his sword, and he's on a horse, and he's a he's ready for battle, and that's the Jesus I had been studying for six weeks. Yeah. And it's like, this guy said Jesus was cool. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to meet cool Jesus. I want to meet cool Jesus. Like oh. I want that Jesus. I want to play spades with Jesus, or you know, shoot the breeze with Jesus. I want cool Jesus. And I was like, man, that would be really. Dope if I had an experience with cool Jesus. If, if
0: Jesus is perfect, could he lose at spades?
1: <laughs> exactly, because he'd be counting the cards. He'd know exactly
0: <laughs> I don't think that'd be fair. Right, exactly. I don't know if I want no, yeah, to play cards with Jesus.
1: Yeah, I don't want to play cards <laughs> with Jesus. Unless he's on my team. <laughs> yes, right. He had to be my partner. Yeah. But the guy was talking about cool Jesus and how he was walking with Jesus and Jesus put his arm around him. And I was jealous in a moment. I was like, man, like I'm a believer. And I have an ex- I'm, I'm a believer, not blindly, but I have personal experience with yeah. my Savior. And I can say that. and it's not just blind faith that I have. Um, but I, I have personal experience with Jesus. but th- but there's something that we don't experience or that we haven't experienced yet. And that's like that live, tangible interaction with Jesus face to face. And I'm like, man, I'm jealous of this guy who had it, I'm happy for him because he's a believer now. But I wanted to meet cool Jesus. Yeah. And so time goes by. Later on that day, you know, that night, I I go to bed, and I say I was asleep for maybe a half hour. So much is happening in this dream. So I go into a dream, but so much is happening in the dream that it seems like I could have been in the dream for hours. But a half hour goes by. So I go to sleep, and I'm in this dream. And I'm in the office building. And it's the Hyatt Center, because I worked at the Hyatt Center, the Hyatt corporate office downtown, 71 South Wacker. I know the building. It's shaped like a football. And I know that I'm out of my cubicle. I used to work in accounts receivable. And my cubicle is in the middle, and I can walk to the window that's really close to me. And we get a lot of sunlight because the windows are huge. But in the dream, I'm there. I'm at the Hyatt Center. And all of the coworkers are with me. And we are all watching what's going on outside of the building. Now, there's a war or something. There's some kind of something, commotion that's happening outside of the building. And I I can't zero in on exactly what it You know, is. I'm in a dream state, so I don't know how much control I have over what I'm seeing or what's going on in the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And then something comes over me, and I think it comes over everyone who is with me, that the rapture is about to happen. And so at that moment, the ceiling of the building becomes transparent. I'm going to say transparent because I don't see it go away, but it becomes transparent and I can see outside. I can see the sky and I'm looking and I'm waiting for the rapture to happen. And in my mind, and you know, this is vivid details of my dream. And this is why I say so much time went by, but actually no time went by. But in my mind, I'm looking at the sky and I'm waiting for the sky to split open. Mm-hmm. like have like how I've always thought it would happen. And then it would happen. start floating up. Yes. Okay. And that doesn't happen. Would your
0: clothes be neatly folded like on <laughs> exactly. <at> an airplane <laughs> seat? or how is this, uh, It would
1: just fall to the ground <laughs> and uh, my body's gone, right?
0: <laughs> that was the Left Behind series? It had, like, yes, everybody's clothes are neatly nice, Like Who did that? <laughs> right. Some angel's like, oh man, I gotta fold these t-shirts.
1: Exactly. My wallet, ID, <laughs> everything's there. But that doesn't happen. And a, a clout comes towards me and it's a it's a fluffy cloud but a large cloud it's a cloud not a cartoon cloud but it's a cloud that comes towards me and i'm thinking like is this the rapture this is nothing how i pictured it in all of my dreams or imagination um and the cloud comes not completely over me but close enough to where i have to look up at it you know directly up and jesus peeks his head over the cloud and smiles at me <laughs> now this isn't imaginary carlton dream jesus the feeling that i have in the moment is that this is jesus mm-hmm. and i only get that from the holy spirit yeah. that carlton this point of the dream is no longer you creating what's happening yeah. this is an actual spiritual experience And Jesus looks over the cloud. Now, I don't know why he's looking over the cloud. I can't see his full body. I don't know what Jesus was up to. Just peeking. But I think he wanted to resonate with me. He wanted to give me what I would receive. I don't know what I would receive, but Jesus is perfect. He knows. And so he peeks over the cloud and smiles at me. And I see Jesus. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) But what happens next, I'm not gonna say it's more amazing than seeing Jesus's face but if I would have experienced what happened next without seeing his face it would have given me the same satisfaction okay I experienced an energy or a power that went through my body almost like a strong wind but the wind cut through my flesh and I know that this energy or power is the love of Jesus, and it's it's a tangible thing. Like His love is a material thing. It's like atmosphere. Yeah. It's not an emotion. No. At least in, the, in that moment, it's not an emotion. It's not a, a aura or a glow. No, there's a
0: tangible. It's a physical. Yes, like you
1: can to it. touch it. You can yeah. feel it. You know, it's like I can feel like. The best way I can explain it is like an an energy or a power.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, this love is power. There's a weight to it. Yeah, it's it's not a an emotional feeling. It's not intangible. It's a tangible thing. Like he's made of love. It's like we're made of carbon. It's we're made of dirt. He's made of love and it penetrated through me. And it happens for a nanosecond. I mean it's quick. Definitely. And I'm relatively angry when I wake up that it's quick because I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, more what in the world? And I start to understand when people say that they've experienced heaven, they don't want to come back.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like, well, how could you not want to come back to your family? You know, your children, whatever you have going on, on on earth. But that's a gross misrepresentation of the power of heaven. Yeah. Because if the power of his love is the atmosphere of heaven, that's where I want to be. Yeah. If I can feel that feeling, the feeling was so overwhelming. I couldn't put it into words. I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't even, my, my brain couldn't even think to describe what I was feeling. Yeah. It, it comes later, you know, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, that I'm even able to say that it was energy or power.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. that's not even a good representation of what yeah. it was. Energy or power just lets you know it's tangible. It's tangible. But it doesn't give you the feeling right. that I felt. And the right. feeling that I felt cannot be explained. I can't even explain it to you. You have to experience it for yourself, yeah. which we all will experience yeah. for ourselves. All you can
0: say is it's good and you want it.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and um, and, and I'll, I'll come back to the dream. I'm going to finish the story. But I'll come back to that moment of the power of his love. So I wake up from the dream and I'm bawling. I'm in tears. I'm just beside myself my wife is sleeping next to me and I'm like do I wake her up I have to wake her up do I wake her up I I need to wake her up so I aggressively shake my wife like you know you need to like wake up she's deep in sleep she wakes up she looks at me is like what's going on like where's the intruder She's in, like, is, nurse mode. Yeah, like, like is to there like, a spider in the bed? Somebody's like, bleeding. Absolutely. She's like, what's going on? Why are you shaking me so aggressively? It's not like a little nudge. Like, hey, yeah. did you hear that? She looks at me. It's like, what's what's up? I look at my wife. I have no idea why this, <laughs> I love this came so to my much. mind. I look at my wife. I don't say anything else to her but this. I say, He's Jewish. <laughs>
0: the revelation that happened in that moment overwhelmed by his love and the only thing you can
1: say is he's jewish jewish (laughs) and she's looking back at me like who's jewish (laughs) and it's like i'm like jesus is jewish (laughs) and we we we're doing a bible plan together so we're in the gospels Uh And she's probably thinking to herself, I know, like, yeah. wh- why are you waking me up <laughs> to now tell me to tell me that he's Jewish? Yeah. I go on to explain to her the story. I still don't know why Jewish Jesus comes to my head yes. first. But, I mean, in the moment, it was very, I don't know, impactful for me to recognize that he was Jewish. Yeah. And 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 the only thing that I can come up with is that I had been studying mm-hmm. Jewish Jesus The Jews in the early church, the Gentiles in the early church, the persecution. Uh, We would talk. We studied Hebrews and how the Jews were going back to Judaism and they were rejecting Jesus. Like so I had, you know, Jewish Jesus on the mind. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Jewish Jesus on the mind. And just the like seeing him and understanding this is this is the man that I had been studying. Like that's him. And he's Jewish. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so that was the dream. But back to the, the power of his love that penetrated through me that I can't explain. And, you know, in the moment or not in that moment, but I always thought to myself, if I ever met Jesus, here's a list of questions that I have for him. And, like, I'm going to nerd out on science i have questions of things that i don't understand in life i get philosophy mm-hmm. to try to get out of jesus like i have so much yeah. theology things that you know i can't answer from reading scripture um
0: you know one of the questions i have so, yeah. so john says uh you know the there couldn't be room in enough books to write down all of the things jesus right. did i'm curious of like what what miracles did we miss out on? What were the other things? What were the other right. stuff? What's the other stuff? Like, what else did you do?
1: In three years or so of ministry. <laughs>
0: yeah. We, we get like a dozen to 20 yeah. I mean, miracles, you got a like. thousand
1: days of ministry. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. What else did you do? Yeah. What did we not get to hear exactly about? Exactly. Right. And so, you know, Jesus doesn't say anything to me in mm-hmm. the dream. And I don't ask any questions in the dream. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because is because the love was so overwhelming that all the things that I could possibly think about, all the things that I could possibly want to know was completely irrelevant. Yep. His love just took over every pleasure, every satisfaction, every fulfillment. You know, when we get to heaven, we talk about the things that we think we're going to find out or want to know. And then we say, well, we're not going to want to know it because we're in heaven. Yeah. That's because his love is so thick in the atmosphere and is so over- overwhelming that we'll be just focused on him. Yeah. And not anything that our earthly minds could think yeah. about. Like when, when all of this passes away, I, I really believe it will pass away,
2: yeah.
1: including our thoughts in time. And in that moment, his love was just so overwhelming. I couldn't ask for the lottery numbers or, or anything. Yeah. I couldn't ask for anything. Yeah. When am I going to die, Jesus? What's the purpose of my life? Yeah. What's the next thing I should do? Nothing. Yeah. His love was just thick and overwhelming, and it was an energy and a yeah. wind and everything that my brain could possibly try to explain that it can't explain. Yeah. And so he didn't need to say anything to me in that moment. I get all my answers just from his love not just from earthly just, answers
0: just just from him going
1: yes okay. just from a smile my spirit was had fulfillment that i had never experienced yeah. before in my life
0: it's an absolutely beautiful moment and i am honestly jealous because i've <laughs> yeah. never gotten that uh i know that there's people probably listening to this going man I know that uh, marijuana is legal in Illinois. Exactly. So, Carlton, what were you doing that night? Right, right, uh, right. I know this sounds weird mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It It's probably weird for you even. To, Absolutely. To this this is not a normal occurrence. As
1: much as you want <laughs> to experience Jesus, there's always like a fear, like, it's not normal. Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah. you're like.
0: This sounds like a crazy yeah. person. Yeah.
1: And then when you, w- w- when I taught it yesterday, when I gave this story, I'm thinking to myself, these people are gonna think I'm nuts. Yeah. Like, And it's complete silence. Yeah. So I'm like, they really think I'm nuts. Because there's no reaction. And, and people are probably soaking in the story. Yeah. Now, I think the majority of the people in the room were
0: just thinking, man, I wish. Yeah. I wish that was me. I wish I felt that. I wish I had that
1: experience. But I'm like, they're gonna admit me to Arkham Asylum. <laughs> and this is gonna be the end of my time here at CLC. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you you think you're crazy. But I I can't, I'll be crazy. I'd rather be crazy and tell the story of what I experienced than not be crazy and have never experienced it.
0: Yeah. But I I think that right there is, I mean, that is the series living for eternity Mm -hmm. in in that statement right there. Like we are all supposed to, whether you have a dream or or a vision, or you get to see Jesus poke his head out from the clouds and smile at you or not, the impact that God has made on our lives, the salvation that we have, yeah. the hope that we have in the future, all of that, the love and the grace and the mercy that we get to experience on this side of eternity and knowing that there is a heaven and a hell, knowing that there is a God who loves us and wants us to to experience yes. uh, renewal in him. And knowing that there are people in this world that will never get that chance unless we do something about it, unless we tell them, like that to yes. me, like that living for eternity is is recognizing eternity is real. You may be obsessed with the 70 to 100 years you have on this earth, but you should be more obsessed with what happens at the end.
1: Yes, you should be more obsessed with forever. <laughs> yeah
0: forever is a lot longer than 80
1: absolutely and it brings such an urgency yep you know and it's like when we don't have a spiritual experience okay we can read the word and try to manufacture the urgency but when you actually have a spiritual experience and you get a taste of something that's going to happen in eternity a taste of the atmosphere of his love a smile from jesus if you have any kind of spiritual experience, it brings an urgency to tell the world eternity is real. Yeah. It is the truth. It's going to happen. You are destined to go there. Yeah. What are you doing on earth today in time in your life to prepare you and the people around you for e- eternity? Yep, It's such a, a strong urgency because it's like it's it's. You you can't un remember the moment. <laughs> yeah. It sticks with you yeah. and it lives with you. And it's like now I'm going into stores like where are these people going? Do I get on a, a crate? Do I, right. do I take all the yeah. milk out of yeah. the crate and turn the crate around and stand up on How it? How do
0: I tell as many people as I can?
1: Exactly. Like, yeah. what do I do that's uh, you know, outside of something illegal or going right. to jail for disorderly conduct? like and 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 that may be where we need to be, yeah. you know, we need to be yeah. disorderly in telling the world that Jesus is coming and yeah. we are going into eternity, yeah, so man it's it's so the
0: what i what I love that you're experiencing right now is we we talk about evangelists sometimes as uh how do how do we describe this? it's like um, they never got over their moment of salvation mm. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, exactly. that's why they're yes. evangelists. Like, because they're like they were so overwhelmed with, this is who I used to be, this is the God who created me loves me enough to save me, changed my life, right. and they just never got over that experience. Right. So they're evangelists today because they're like, I want everybody to experience that transformation that I experienced. Yeah, and and they don't even have to have a a, a dream of of Jesus smiling at them. To have that overwhelming love, like, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. But you don't have to have that. I mean, if if he's made an impact in your life, like, man, get on fire for that. Get on fire for the yeah. transformation. I, I remember. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Like, my son fell out of the second story window of our home. Like, I a panic moment. And like, I I still like to this day I I remember like the f- driving to my home to 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 get him to figure out if we need to call nine one one or what we're doing, just rushing there, but even in the panic, even in all of that, like I had God with me. Mm-hmm. Like I had the Holy Spirit yeah. giving me peace. I was praying the whole way there. Like I, I got there and I was I was way more calm than I had any right. To right.
1: Be yes. Because
0: I had God with me. Right. And, and for me, that's almost a mo- the motivation. It's like how many other people like are going to face tragedy, are going to face difficulties, are going to face terrifying moments. Right. All alone.
1: Exactly. Because
0: they don't have yeah. the Holy Spirit. They don't have God giving them that peace or that comfort. Um, and so, like, for me, that's that's my motivation. It's like yeah. I, I want other people to be able to have, like, being a Christian doesn't mean bad stuff isn't going to happen. Like, right. that's almost happens. a guarantee that it's, it's, bad stuff is going to happen. and yeah, Probably at a higher rate. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, what it does is it guarantees that you don't face those things alone. Right. Uh, and right. that you don't face those things without hope.
1: Yeah, and not facing those things alone is a spiritual experience. That a lot of us ha- have yeah it's it's not having a spiritual experience where you go to heaven and you meet jesus yeah but it's understanding that he is giving you a peace in a moment yeah. or he may have delivered you from something yeah. or you have a life change or course change in your path yeah. and you know that something's different about you and the direction that you're going in because okay. of jesus and that's a spiritual experience that gives you urgency enough to want to tell everybody
0: yep it's like when an addict finds uh freedom yes. uh, or deliverance that like they absolutely want to help other addicts
1: they're the best AA teachers exactly yep. yeah
0: yeah it, it honestly it's it, it's funny so we, we talked about how like for that evangelist is like they never got over their their moment of salvation but right. that's how every christian should be that shouldn't be the thing that we just say oh that's that special elite that's like the yes, the hardcore yes. version of christianity like, like we've, we talked about this a bunch that like when Paul, like the stuff he did, the stuff he went through, like we look at Paul and his life and we're like, man, that dude was like insane. Yeah. Like that right. was like a whole other level of Christianity. And yet Paul repeatedly says, imitate me.
1: It should be the norm. As I imitate Christ. Like this yes. is,
0: this is Christianity. This isn't like another level or another stage or a higher. No, no. Like this is baseline. Right. Like baseline is Paul. and and that's man that's that can be mind-blowing but uh man if we can get more christians living like they just woke up from a dream where they felt the love of god dude this world (laughs) is such a better place
1: well you know our our time here will be short uh, right because we would have gotten the gospel to to every part of the the world and Eternity would start at that point because we're ready. Yep. Preach the gospel to all nations and then the end end will come. The end will start. It will come. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's hard to have that urgency when you're focused on the things that you are doing in your life and in time. And, and it's not to say that these things are, are wrong or bad because they're, these things are beautiful in its time. And God yeah. has given us these things to do, and he's given us an abundant life, yeah. and he's given us joy in relationship with each other yep. and the activities that we have yep. and experiencing his glory on earth. My family and I just came back from the Bahamas, and we experienced God's glory in the Bahamas, yeah. and he has that for us. But we can't be so focused on what we're doing in our life that we do yeah. not have the urgency of eternity. Right.
0: You're not living for the Bahamas.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, it, it's for, I mean, man, enjoy a great meal, watch a funny movie, you know, yeah. go to the park with your kids, like do these life things. But man, every step of the way, every moment, there should be this thought in your mind of what is God wanting me to do? Who, who around me needs, needs to know the love of God? Who around me needs to experience this?
1: Yeah, and we have the urgency because, you know, God put eternity in our hearts. Yeah. And so we have this innate urgency of the pursuit of eternity. But we can't discount the fact that the Holy Spirit is working. Yeah. And he's working in the midst of the people around us. And sometimes God just wants us to start a conversation. Yep. Because we don't know what the Holy Spirit has been doing in someone's life, softening their heart. Yep. Opening up their minds to be able to receive the conversation about the gospel that we have yeah. and so the urgency it's not like it's a hundred percent our Responsibility to try to get everyone to understand what eternity is to be able to receive the gospel accept Jesus Christ and to get to eternity We have a part of the responsibility and the Holy Spirit has the majority of the responsibility yeah. But he needs us to make a connection to get to the person that we know Yeah. Or just small talk with a stranger to open the door for what the Holy Spirit has been doing in that person to come out and to come alive. And then once that connection is made, then we can guide somebody to the conversation of eternity.
0: Yep. It's it's beautiful. And I want to I want to tap into that in a moment. Uh, I kind of want to close out this time with Mm -hmm. us talking about the practical of of how do you you share the gospel? Before we get to that, I have to talk about your grandma uh because because i love grandma yeah.
1: um grandma omega man <laughs> her name is omega <laughs>
0: <laughs> so awesome yeah but uh so how do you spend those so uh catch, catch us up for for anybody that didn't hear, sure. hear the message but grandma basically asked you um you know you got 15 minutes you got an hour yes yeah, like, nah, asked
1: me if i had an hour so i you know i said i was gallivanting i was Coming into the house in the wee hours of the morning after being out all While night. While she's cooking breakfast. So While she's how early cooking it was. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yes, we late. Depends on yeah, what yeah. side of it you're on. Um, and you know she would just accept me, and you know I'm sure she was building up to the moment to ask me, you know, some important questions about my relationship with God. Now I grew yeah. up in the church. Yeah. So I knew who God was intellectually. Yeah. But I didn't know who God was relationally, and I mean, you were you were Kojic, so you didn't just grow up in church. I mean, you were at
0: church Sunday yes. morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, revivals, Tuesday rehearsals, Thursday, Wednesday yeah.
1: night, yeah. Bible study, prayer. Like yeah. I was in you church in constantly, constantly, and so she would, you know, strategically, you know, have me sit down for breakfast while. You know, my grandfather would, he'd be in Psalms reading Psalms 91 or something. You know, he, he knows it by heart. So he's yeah. just looking at the Bible while he's reciting it. And, you know, she would be singing or they would be praying. And I was always attracted to it because, you know, I grew up in it. And there's something inside of me or not something. But the Holy Spirit is nudging me in that direction. Yeah.
0: Well, and there's something beautiful, too, about it. not Not just being something they did at church but, like, they they brought this into their home. Like, this this was a normal morning for them. Yes. Reading the Bible, worshiping. Yes. This this is normal Absolutely.
1: And I said grandma things. You know, she's doing grandma things. And grandma (laughs) things was usually related to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she asked me, she said, you know, Carlson, do you have an hour in your day? Every day. And I'm like, Grandma, I don't have an hour. My life is busy. I'm 20. Right? How busy can I be? Right. (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm 20 years old girl, I don't have an hour in my day, you kidding me? And she's like, okay, you think you're slick? Do you have 15 minutes a day? I'm like, yeah, grandma, I got 15 minutes. I'm thinking she's going to ask me to do a chore every day. I had been helping, taking care of my grandfather. So I'm like, is there something added to this that she needs me to do? And she says, okay, do you have 15 minutes four times or four segments or four windows of 15 minutes? And like, grandma, that's an hour. <laughs>
2: You're an accountant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like y- y- yes, I'm I can manufacture four 15-minute segments, which is an hour, Grandma. Yeah, we'll you go back, back to your the original, original question. question. Yes. Yeah. Do I have an hour? <laughs> I didn't know you meant like that. Yeah. Okay. By that standard, yes, I have an hour. She says, okay, this is what I want you to do for your, your hour. I want you to break it up into four 15 minute windows. And each window you're gonna do something that builds your relationship with God. For the first fifteen minutes, you're gonna worship. And she would say, if you don't know how to worship, because my grandma couldn't sing, so she would you know she was reflecting on herself. She says, If you don't know how to worship, play worship music and try to sing along with it. Okay. It's awesome. I'm like, all right. She she's really making it easy here, right? I, I can't say no to this. She's putting the cookies on the bottom shelf. Yeah, exactly, right? And then the next 15 minutes, she says, pray. And then she says, if if you don't know what to pray about, for 15 minutes, tell God, I don't know what to pray about. (laughs) Because she knows that the Holy Spirit will intercede on my behalf and start to give me things to pray for. But that doesn't happen unless I communicate something to God.
0: You got to take and, the time.
1: And there's something to communicate is like, God, I'm on my knees. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't even know what to talk about. Maybe these are the things that are going on in my life at the time. And, yeah. you know, and then the Holy Spirit can start to navigate prayer. Before you
0: know you've been praying for 15 minutes.
1: Absolutely. You probably pray for an hour if you start talking about yourself. <laughs> at least you're talking to God, right? All right. The next 15 minutes, um, so what I say? Worship, prayer, prayer. Uh, bible yes read your word for 15 minutes yep. and we didn't have fancy U version at the time right we barely had you know smartphones i think we had smartphones 20 years ago i'm not sure when the first iphone came out we had palm pilots or blackberries yeah. or something Well, we didn't have you version like we do today with devotionals with reading plans but she would want me to read the word and i'm like okay grandma like i kind of know the structure of the bible sunday school you know but really where to start what's the full story of the yeah. bible you know how how do i do i just just jump in name like where do i start and she's like you start at the beginning it's a book it's a book of books but you can start at the beginning yeah. and you can end at the at end, the end. <laughs> that's beautiful i'm like okay grandma were, were yeah. you
0: ever the 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 open up your bible put your finger yes. down this is what the holy spirit wants we've to had that today?
1: conversation of just dropping your bible because you know a bible's 20 plus years ago are huge so you just drop your bible on the table and wherever it opens you read it and the script you know, scripture is alive and you can be like that was that chapter that verse was probably for me today it's so funny that we get the verse of the day uh-huh. and it's like you know my wife and i we pray about it it's like this is exactly what we're going through. Or you yeah. preach a message, the fruits of the spirit message that you preach. It,
0: it showed up on the verse of the day. Yes, like, I didn't it, even it's amazing it how that it happens. This. It's
1: equivalent to dropping yeah. your Bible on the table and it opening it up to a scripture. I think my
0: wife and I had that, that when we were talking about something with our kids about faith and stuff, and then pulled up the yeah. new version, the verse of the day was the verse that we were yes. Just sharing. Yes. Yes. I was like, man.
1: And so grandma's like, okay, read your word for 15 minutes. And then the last 15 minutes meditate, Meditate on God, meditate on the things that you have been praying about, meditate on what you've read and see how God speaks to you. He could speak to you through your prayer, the Holy Spirit dropping things in your mind or through the word and just meditate on him and see what comes to you. You'll start to get direction, guidance. His will will be revealed to you. You'll start to see things from a spiritual perspective.
0: Yep. You'll, you'll get some conviction in that moment, too.
1: Oh, absolutely. You'll be thinking about what you had for dinner last night. And you'll say, oh, I'm sorry, God. I was meaning to meditate on you. Yeah. But it's the practice yep. of it. You're not going to get it perfectly. You're going to be thinking about the game. Yep. But the fact that you have carved out time, and, and God knows our our brains are flawed, Yeah. you know, and so he will use that time to probably try to drop some things in our lap for us yeah. to ponder on. And so I, I took those four segments of 15 minutes, and I, I mentioned this in the second service, I said, you know, it didn't happen right away. And, and Kara says, because you're gallivanting. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was living at my grandma's house with my cousin, mm-hmm. and she was in the same boat and grandma was giving her the same speech that she was giving me. So it, it took us some time yeah. to get there where we're like, okay, these are some of the things that we need to do in our life. And and over time, you know, I, I, I can't really put a timeline on it. But now 20 years later, I'm 40 years old, and I am on fire with my relationship with God. Yeah. And it's more than just a religious, traditional relationship, right. a, a habitual relationship with God. Right. I said in the service that Jesus is now my friend, yeah. and I talk to him casually throughout my entire day. I don't have 15 minutes anymore; it's yeah. it's an ongoing conversation. I mean, it's scripture that I pray without with
0: ceasing. I mean, that's the way absolutely.
1: I'm constantly in His yeah. Word because it's beautiful to me. It, yeah. it speaks to me. It comes alive to me. Yeah. It talks about the circumstances that I'm facing in the moment. I, I worship I, I, I mentioned yesterday worship was great and I, I wanted to continue in the moment you know yeah. I even said God we, we can continue worshiping and he's I'll like, like no you. you need to teach <laughs> <laughs> people need to hear the sermon yeah. but worship is beautiful to me now you know I talk to God about philosophy and theology yeah. and rarely does he give me an answer but he encourages me to think And to be a skeptic and to search for answers and to search for him in word and in life and in my relationships and it's beautiful and for me this is what living in eternity means it's that relationship is to know you to know god and it's it it takes time you start small but god has a way of growing himself inside of you the holy spirit manifesting himself inside of you in ways that you're not gonna get from any other kind of relationship. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of having a relationship with God, is that he's working on the other end, drawing near to you, building relationship with you. Yeah. And it's, it's great, it's wonderful.
0: I love what you said. Uh, what you, you and Jesus are on first name basis.
1: Yes, I call him Jesus. He calls me Carlton. That's how close we are. <laughs> That's how close we uh, are. I love it.
0: That's oh, beautiful. And, and what I love is like not everybody's going to have a dream where Jesus pokes his head out from the clouds and smiles right, at him. Right, right. But everybody can, can put into practice the things you just talked about and build that relationship where you don't necessarily have to have Jesus poking his head out from a cloud, smiling at you yeah. to feel his love, to feel his presence, to, to know how vital he is in your life um but when you walk through the man grandma was like hardcore though giving you an hour as your starting point <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was but she knew what she was doing by breaking it up into four 15-minute segments yeah, yeah. yeah she felt that rejection of no grandma i don't have an I, hour <laughs> i
0: ain't spent an hour no but man that hour can go by fast yeah absolutely when, when you've got yeah. purpose to it now if yeah. you've got no purpose to it and you just say okay i'm gonna spend an hour with god and you sit down and you're like yeah you're twiddling all your right thumbs. god uh how much time has passed
1: you go first guy <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> you first you first so uh, any 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 practical advice so like uh worship was put on some worship music and try and sing along Any any deeper uh, you know for somebody that's like you know i'm really trying to up my worship time with with god any practical advice for them on how to do that
1: yeah um you know one thing that i i i do like especially when i'm alone because it's hard to do when you're in in corporate worship or you know even with your family because they look at you like you're crazy (laughs) but you know i i try to mimic david and sing him a song from my heart okay and i am not a singer at all and usually i'm not a songwriter so usually lyrics come from worship lyrics that i know it's a a fusion Mm, (laughs) yes which come from scripture (laughs) Yeah. So I read through Revelation. I'm like, most of our worship lyrics come from the worship chapters in Revelation.
0: Yeah. Revelation or Psalms.
1: Yeah, or way. Psalms. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I can sing that the Lord is my refuge. Yeah. I can sing that he is my salvation and that I I I don't I don't need to fear yeah. anything because he is yeah. with me. And so I can start singing that, you know, beholding my beautiful yeah. Savior d- um, dwelling in his temple. Yeah. And it's like, okay, when I've exhausted Maverick City, mm-hmm. I even play Maverick City Musica okay. because the Spanish is so beautiful. <laughs> like, I'm like, these people really know how to worship. And Pastor Soul probably can attest to this. I'm like, these people really know how to worship. But then I get to a place where I can, like, I'm going to worship a scripture, a psalm. Yeah. And I'm gonna, it's gonna come from a heart. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I absolutely, I, I think that um, knowing your Bible makes you a better worshiper. Absolutely, yes. 100%. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then you worship God from the descriptions that you get from the Bible. Mm-hmm. You worship based on the circumstances or the things that are happening in your life, because the word, the, the scriptures speak to the things that you're going through. I mean, you, you go through David's life and you go through Psalms. And it's like, man, these things are directly related to the things that I'm going through in my life, the fears that I have, the the questions or the concerns that I'm that, that I may have. And I'm gonna worship God, the concerns that I have, and the promises that He has for me, and the security that I have in Him. And then as you read scripture, it it helps and it elevates your worship.
2: Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Okay, so that's worship. A little bit of, of Bible reading in there mm-hmm. too. But what is what is prayer life look like for Carlton? Uh, what's what's the what's the practical advice you have? So like uh we've taught several different times about sure. like different methods of prayer. <clears throat> yeah Tabernacle styles. prayer. Come on, that's the my Lord's jam. prayer. I love, I love tabernacle yeah, absolutely that's still my thing. But uh what what's what's prayer look like for Carlton? Yeah, so
1: there's 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 two facets of prayer for me. So the one facet of prayer is continuous communication with God. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to Jesus constantly. He's probably yeah. tired of me by now, because everything that I do, every situation that I'm in, every moment of my life, I trust in the Lord entirely and I consider Him for everything that's happening. Yeah. And so I'm constantly talking to Jesus. And that's prayer for me. The the other aspect or facet of prayer that I have is that dedicated alone time in prayer. Because the, the first facet of prayer for me is when I'm working or when I'm driving or when I'm at the grocery store or mm-hmm. when I am have re- recreation yeah. or at dinner. But the other facet of prayer is like, okay, I need to, to shut out the world mm-hmm. and spend quality time yeah. with God. And I usually start with worship um, and I read the word because sometimes the word could give me what to pray for or speak right. to something that I need to pray for. Um, I listen to the Holy Spirit because he's interceding on my behalf. And so I want to follow his guidance on what to pray for. But I like to follow the Lord's Prayer and and how that works. And the first thing that I always do is I acknowledge who God is and Mm -hmm. where he is. I I acknowledge his deity, his holiness. Uh, I I say that he is sitting on the throne. He rules and he reigns forever. I like to acknowledge God because I do not want prayer to be a selfish Carlton ambition. Yep. Okay, God. Here are all my problems. Yep. This is what I need in my life. This is what I need you to do. Okay. Now work that out and then come back to me when you've taken care of all yep. these issues.
0: And what you just laid out there was is the
1: opening of the Lord's prayer. Absolutely. Our yep. Father, Who which art, art in heaven. heaven. Yes. Hallowed, Hallowed be, be thy name. name. Absolutely. That's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you can you can stop there because if you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, He'll take care of everything, everything else. else. Yep. So if you stop with prayer and prayer, with just acknowledging who he is. You almost don't have to pray for anything else. Yeah. But I thank God that he is a guy who opens the door for me to come to his throne of grace with all of my burdens and concerns and everything that I have. Yeah. Um, and so that comes after. And then I like to pray in tongues in my spiritual language mm-hmm. because there are some things that I'm not thinking of yep. That need to be prayed for that are probably more important than the things that I can even think of. Yep. And so I want the Holy Spirit to take precedence in my prayer. Yep.
0: It's beautiful. So, love it. Okay. Brings us to Bible reading. What's what? What advice you have besides starting at the beginning and end at the end? (laughs) Well, Uh, it's
1: close to starting at the beginning (laughs) and ending at the end. I mean, you can do a topical Mm -hmm. search of Scripture and read it, and you know, dissect it, and you know, see how it speaks to you. But, you know, going through a survey of the New Testament has kind of ruined me because it wasn't written in chapters and verses. Yeah. And so it's like, we're picking out verses, you know, verse a day keeps the devil away, kind of style of reading the Bible. And it's like, okay, that's helpful, but I want to get a full scope of the story of the Bible. And so I like to read the Bible in chronological order. Okay. As it is a large story, about God's love for us and Jesus redeeming us from a fallen state. And so I want to read this story like, you know, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. I want to read it like a novel, a full-blown story. And so I like to read the Bible chronologically. I got messed up when I got to the New Testament because God was like, you're not reading this chronologically. We're going to break this out and you're going to understand Each component or each segment of the New Testament you're gonna understand the Gospels and what it means and and how Jesus is shown through the Gospels and you're gonna read Acts and you're gonna study the early church and what it means for all of Christianity for all of humanity and what it means for me as a believer as a Christian and then you're gonna study Paul's epistles and you're gonna understand why he's writing to the churches Yep. The things that they're going through, the persecution that they're facing, how they need to create their doctrine, how they need to add people in leadership, how they need to remove people in leadership, and then you're going to study the general epistles. You're going to get some basic Christian teaching, and then I'm going to blow your mind, and you're going to study Revelation, <laughs> and you're not going to understand it, and you're going to need to read. You're, you're, you're going to need to read it he six, sarcastically. seven, <laughs> exactly six or seven times. And you're going to understand that eternity is a reality. Yeah. And these are the things that we need to do as a church yeah. in order to prepare ourselves for eternity. And this is what we need to do as a people, as, as believers to prepare ourselves for eternity. And so God is taking me through a journey on how to read the Bible. So mm-hmm. it has, it's not just like something that that I've come up with when I first started reading the Bible. Right. When you first started reading the Bible, you pretty much opened the Bible and started reading. You're yeah. like, okay, what to read first, yeah. you know, kind of deal. But as you read, the Holy Spirit will say, man, I'm going to drop Ruth on you because there are yeah. some principles in Ruth that apply to your life yeah. right now. And you're going to read through Ruth and you're going to find me in Ruth yep. and you're going to see me in Ruth and then you'll be able to better see me in your life. And so reading the Bible is totally a journey. As you journey through the Bible, the Bible will journey through your life. Yep. Yeah. And then you'll be able to say, "Man, this is how I read the Bible because this is how God speaks to me through my reading of the Bible in this way." And I think everyone has to figure that out for themselves. Yeah. Now I think the best advice for reading the Bible is to start, like just, you, just pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. Like spend yeah. some time in it. Yeah. So Where I said all that. I said all that for Pastor Brent to say. Just start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, I think that that's brilliant. I, I, it did make me want to take your uh, New Testament class, so we, we got to get that recorded. By yeah, absolutely. Uh, but um, <laughs> stand uh, by for that. Yeah, time. like I, I love, I love the scriptures. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my favorite. But uh, the best advice I can give anybody is just read it. Yeah. Like it starts somewhere. It's yeah. Like reading it is better than not reading it.
1: Absolutely. And if you want to start
0: in Genesis, go for it. If you want to start in Matthew, go for it. If you want to start with John, John is probably my favorite gospel. Uh, It's the most accessible, I think, from a from a just a. Now, I I think you can get some deeper thoughts from some of the other gospels. Sure, John is just such a great introduction to who Jesus is and the ministry. So, start with John. Go back, read some Proverbs, read Psalms. Go go to Hebrews. Yeah,
1: I like Mark because it's fast paced, it's fun. Jesus is healing everyone. Yeah, miracle after miracle. It's amazing. Like that really speaks to me. Just a nice roadmap (laughs) of miracles. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) No, so but but the best the best advice you can get is is read it. Yep. Just just get into it. Yeah. Uh meditation.
1: Yeah, now this is a hard one for me because okay. my brain goes a thousand miles an hour yeah. and I can't focus on one thought for more than ten seconds. Yeah. And so meditating is like, okay, Carlson, do I shut off do I try to attempt to shut off all thoughts? Okay, well if I do that, then I may miss the Holy Spirit speaking through my thoughts. Yeah. Okay, well if I Don't shut off all my thoughts, and I'm going to be thinking about things that I probably shouldn't be thinking about. And now you're trying to meditate, but you're thinking about all these things? Yes. All of this? So meditation is just like, it's it's compounded problem after compounded problem for me. And I'm like, okay, it's not for me. It's not how I meditate. It's the fact that I meditate. It's the action of putting the energy behind meditating on God. And so, like, I can say, okay, don't go blank. What scripture did I read? Yeah. yeah or what was the sermon about? Yeah. Let, let me ponder on that yeah. and see how that feeds me in my life. What was the application of the thing that I just listened to or I just read? Yeah. And how does that affect my life? And as I start thinking about that, the Holy Spirit builds on that and then speaks to me. Yeah. But for a long time, man, I was just like, let me just, you know, don't think about the red cow. Okay. <laughs> and all you can think about is a red That's cow. It's a really red cow. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like yeah. I need to focus my meditation on something like a you know, scripture that yeah. I've read or yeah. a sermon that I listen to and allow God to speak to me through that. Yeah. And listen for his voice in my conscience, in my yeah. in my mind.
0: My guess is grandma was very intentional with, with putting meditation last. Yeah. Uh, because really, the to me, the, the advice for meditation is you're meditating on on the time of worship you just mm-hmm. had. Maybe there was something that happened there. Maybe it's from the prayers that you were praying. Maybe, yeah. Maybe your meditation is just listening for God to, to answer one of right. those prayers or give you advice right. for something. Or, or maybe it's something that you just read in the scripture. But the meditation is direct. Like, I don't think you could meditate first.
1: A- absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I
0: think you need yeah. to do these other things and then spend time. Because you be
1: meditating on the thing you just right. did. Like I just finished yeah. work, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on work. Yeah.
0: Or maybe instead of spending 15 minutes straight of meditation, maybe you do 15 minutes of worship and five minutes of meditation on it. There you go. 15 minutes of prayer, five minutes of meditation. I'm telling on grandma it. we 15? changing the. the <laughs> hey, we still got our 15, right? <laughs> We're changing the formula. <laughs> Grandma gonna yeah. hit me. She's like, messing yeah. up my system.
1: But I mean, I understand that meditation can be a, yeah. a tough thing sometimes because yeah. uh, you're just sitting there, and a lot of times when you start meditating, you're like, okay, am I gonna sit here thoughtless? Right. And it's like, no, that's that's not the idea. Right. The idea is to think about the things that. Are connecting you to God scripture yeah. worship yeah, if, prayer if
0: nothing's going through your mind you're not meditating
1: yeah exactly <laughs> right you, yeah.
0: <laughs> like there, there should be something yeah, going when we think about mind. monks
1: yeah, yeah you know meditating yeah. it's like okay what are they thinking about they're just sitting there humming yeah. you know Indian style like come on yeah
0: no I, I think that so I can give some advice that I don't follow myself but uh I know a lot of people do like their meditation times become their journaling times yeah Where it's like yeah. you know they'll pull out their notebook and they'll start i'm a horrible dream yeah i'm and not like, a I'm, writer that's just i'm not, not gonna do that i can't do that but <laughs> hey if you're if, if you are yeah. you know go for it i think yeah. that that can probably probably help some people all right um we've been talking for like an hour now or close to it oh man are you uh are you good to make this a long episode yeah you if can you want to if you want to get stuff. into it yeah uh, we got we got enough tape uh Producers, uh, we got tape. the thumbs up. We can keep going. Yeah. What yeah, year it's not is we still using tape? <laughs> SD cards. We got enough SD cards in the, in the building? All right, so we're going to make this a long episode. So okay, let's do uh, it. kind of lean in uh, for this one. I, I really wanted to get uh, a little practical. Uh, I'm going to show something that you can do in the Bible app that might help with some of this too. Um, but uh, people on the screen won't be able to see it too well, but hopefully we'll describe it well enough. <laughs> yes. uh, but coming out of this, this dream, you have this... I have to tell somebody Hmm. like this, this overwhelming, I've got to tell somebody that is how every Christian should live every single moment of every day is I have to tell somebody, uh, the, the problem is for a lot of us and, and you and I are both introverts. Uh, I, I think, um, I probably get more embarrassed than you do just based on, uh, the time that we've spent together, I think oh, that man. you've got a little bit thicker skin than I do, maybe. Ask maybe she slightly. laughs
1: at me when I have to go talk to someone. <laughs> yeah. She she stands there and watches me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just, no, I I have to like uh, my phone will ring and I have to.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, like how sad is that? So like, I don't just, answer my phone, man. Exactly. Why are you calling me? Just text <laughs> right. me, right? Um, yeah. So so I get it. Like from personal, like I'm I'm not the. I'm just going to talk to the, sure. the waiter randomly or. You know, and I I had an opportunity here recently where after the fact I realized like how golden of an opportunity I had to share the gospel with somebody, and I didn't do it. Like I was I was I don't know if, I don't even think I chickened out on it. I think I was just not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I this is one of those where a preaching to myself as well. Like I want to live my life with this urgency that you talked about. Like that I have to tell somebody about this. Uh, and so a lot of us fear stops us. But I think for a lot of us not knowing how. It's the, well, I would if I knew what to say or how to do it. And so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about that as we wrap up the series of living for eternity. How do we actually go about doing this? And and I think it comes down to you got three options um, that that I would teach on. Uh, And you can add a fourth or fifth if you got them. Mm -hmm. But I think the three things you can do is uh, you can share. uh, You can tell. And you can invite, and so let me let me break those down. So sharing is telling somebody about what God has done in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's that personal testimony. And we've talked uh, a lot in, in like our missions trainings and different things, different uh, atmospheres where we've been able to kind of coach people in how yeah. do you share a testimony, um, you know? And you're sharing your testimony. It could be your salvation moment. How did mm-hmm. how did you get saved? What did God right. do in your life? And so when we set up a testimony like that. Really, the formula is before, how, now. Okay, so what, it, what was your life like before? So Carlton mm-hmm. was out gallivanting yes. uh, <laughs> until breakfast time. Yes. Uh, how did that change? How did, how did God get a hold of your life? Mm-hmm. And what is life like now, before, yep. how, now? And you can do that with your salvation testimony. You can also do that with, with other testimonies. You know, it may not be your moment of salvation. For me, my moment of salvation happened uh, originally when I was five years old. Uh, and so like, there's not a whole lot of before sure. when you're only five right. years old. Now there's, I got resaved like every youth camp and yeah. missions trip and right. all, all that stuff. So I've still had a lot of moments where I can say, but at like 18, I had my, what I would call my final, like some, yeah. some may argue Brent up until 18 probably wasn't really saved. <laughs> right. Like he knew what he was doing, yeah. but yeah, but at 18 it was, it was definitive, but yeah. still that's not a lot of time. So my before there's not a whole lot there. Yeah. Um, But you can use that when, when I talk about my testimony with, with Bennett falling, falling out of the window, there was there, you can structure that with a before how now, like man, before there was this, this panic, this, this, you know, falls out of the window. We're, we're panicking. How, how did this situation happen and what's happened afterward? Like you could, you could take an addiction uh, that you had, you can take, you know, a marital problem that you had, you can take a health issue. Like you, you can walk through this before how now with any kind of testimony, but the, the point of it is uh, you're sharing with people the minimal side should be on the before. Right, yeah. I think some people fall into this trap of sharing their testimony where they glamorize their before. Yes, like,
1: and they're given instructions on how to. Right,
0: like it. man, I was like <laughs> I was a drug dealer, and man, yeah. I had the system down, and this right. is how I got it, and this is the money that I was pulling <laughs> yes. in. And it's like, like, wait a minute, I liked like that
1: before. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like, are you still doing all that stuff? Because <laughs> right. you know a lot about, it. And, and like it'll be a ten minute testimony. They'll yeah. spend nine minutes on their drug life, uh, thirty seconds on how they yes. got saved, and. Now my life with Jesus is great. I know some people who've done that. And I'm like, you've <laughs> just
1: given them instructions on how to yeah. sin.
0: Yeah. So, so make sure that the, the emphasis is not on the before. Yeah. The emphasis is is really on uh, either the how or the now. Mm. Uh, but it, the how is that practical? This is this is what sure. m- happened in my life. That's your personal story. And then now you you got to point people to like the hope that you have now. Yeah. Like, life isn't perfect, and we're not trying to claim that it is, but. We're just letting people know, like my life with Jesus is better than my life without Jesus. Right. Right. And as your life may seem great right now, I promise you, it's better with Jesus Yes. because there's a peace. There's, a, and it's not saying that you're gonna have more money. This is not prosperity gospel. Right. Uh, this is not health and wealth. Like you're still gonna get sick. You're. You're. Absolutely. One day you're gonna yes. die. Absolutely. Uh, right. Yeah. There's gonna be bills that you can't pay. There's that stuff happens. Right. Okay. Regardless, but. I would still rather be going through all of that with Jesus right. than not go through that without Jesus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: and so uh, share your personal testimony before, how, now, whether that's your salvation or special moment. Yeah, or,
1: deliverance from an addiction yeah, or habit. God yep, showed up in your life. Okay. Like
0: what, what did that look like? Uh, so that's the sharing. Uh, I'm going to jump to the invite and then we'll, we'll close out with the uh, the telling. Uh, So the invite is inviting them to a a church experience or religious experience Mm -hmm. in some way. That may be an invitation to come to your life group, maybe an invitation to come to a prayer meeting. It may be an invitation to come to a Sunday service. Uh, But the invitation is fantastic because it takes a lot of the pressure off of you. Yeah, because people invite other people to things all the time right like you you invite people to the game you invite people over to the house for dinner Uh, it's just an invitation and the beauty about invitations is if they don't want to take the invitation they'll tell you no absolutely and and you're not risking the relationship you know it's hey you want to come to church with me no i'm not really interested okay cool uh i'll see you on tuesday you know for you know our kids baseball practice right like it, it doesn't ruin the relationship it doesn't there's no danger in the invitation Uh, and especially like when you invite somebody to come to a a church service at CLC, I mean, nine times out of 10, we close the service with a salvation call. We're we're preaching the gospel every service. Absolutely. uh, And so people will have an uh, an opportunity to hear the good news when they come to a Mm -hmm. service. Now in your life group, that mileage may vary, um, but, but inviting them into community with other believers in some way.
1: And Uh, the beautiful thing is, is that at CLC, we make church fun. Yeah. So. If you in if you're feeling like inviting them to a service, may be too abrupt for them to get into a, a yeah. religious experience, then invite them to movie night. Yeah, that we and have, yeah. you know, first Wednesday. Yep. You know,
0: and th- and that that's the the beauty is we will do things throughout the year that are we call them easy invites. Yeah. So like we we are starting uh, at the movies this Sunday. So as, easy as far invite. as church services go, it's an easy invite. It's hey uh, on Sunday. Spoilers for for everybody. I don't think we've publicized this, but. This Sunday, the first movie is Adam Project. Yeah. Right? So, you want to, we're going to look at some clips from Adam Project, Ryan Reynolds' movie. He's funny. It's action. It's right. entertaining. There's going to be popcorn. You want to come hang out? We'll go exactly. grab a lunch afterwards. Yep. Like, it's super easy and easy. Easy invite. Uh, or the first Wednesday in July, we're going to be watching uh Mario Brothers movie in Absolutely. the parking lot, I think. Yeah. And so, uh it's just these are these easy invite moments and we've got others throughout the year yeah
1: we have so many food trucks and barbecues that it should be easy to invite easy invite yeah
0: we got things for the kids you know i always use my kids as as the the excuse it's kind of like hey you've got kids my kids are doing this thing you want (laughs) to come you want your kids to have something to do like it's just the the easy invite. Uh, stuff. And so that's the that's the invitation, um, just bringing them along. And that could be a Sunday service, that could be a small group, that could be a church event, something yep. that's going to give them a, a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then ultimately, and this is where I, I think um, more Christians fail at being the hands and feet of Jesus, of actually fulfilling the Great Commission, and that is we have to actually tell people the good news. Like, yeah. we, we have to tell people the gospel. I mean, right. the the scriptures are very clear. Like, we're supposed to go and tell. Like Yes. Romans talks about like, how are they going to know if somebody doesn't exactly. tell them? Like, yeah. we have an obligation to tell people the good news.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and if you're going to do that, then first of all, you need to know the good news.
1: Right. right? Like if, absolutely.
0: If you're going to share something, you got to know it. So you got to learn what what that good news right. is. Uh, and so, what I what I wanted to do uh, with the next 10, 15 minutes with you is is walk you through what I actually taught our um, evangelism class yeah. during Life University. So While you were teaching New Testament, I was teaching evangelism. Uh, <laughs> we're so trying to get, see who's gonna whose class is yeah. gonna go the longest. Yeah, I think <laughs> I won most of the time. <laughs> yeah. like, What just, are they doing in there? We just had people with a lot of great questions. Mm. They wanted they wanted to know what it looked like in real life. Yeah, uh, but. Uh so a starting point is you gotta know the good news. The the mm-hmm. good news of the gospel, there's a lot of ways you can describe it, there's a lot of ways you can talk through it. In our evangelism class, we taught it in ten words though. Because ten words it's easy to okay. know. Okay. So, Elevator pitch. Yeah. So here here's the gospel. Uh Jesus died for our sins and raised from the dead. <laughs> That's it. Ten words. <laughs> That's it. That's the gospel. All right. That is the good news. Jesus died for our sins and raised from the dead. Yep. Uh, that's 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 all you got to know essentially for for you to really have a grasp of And that's soul.
1: enough to say for someone who hasn't heard that to have questions
0: yes exactly yeah and you can you can navigate those questions depending on how much understanding you have sure uh now we're, we're going to be doing a class with life university on apologetics uh which is yeah. is having answers so to some the hard questions yeah, absolutely. so we'll give you resources and we're, we're constantly going to be mm. helping you that mm. um but even if you don't have an answer to their question it's a great opportunity for you to say Man, that's a great question. I don't know. Let me ask my pastor about that. Or even better, we—I've got this small group that meets every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody in my small group has an answer. Would you like to come with me? Yeah. And we can ask your question of the group, and right. they can give us answers. Absolutely. Like beautiful inroads. So yeah. even e- when you're presenting the gospel, even if they ask you a question or they have a rebuttal, they have a, an issue. Like that's not the end of the conversation. Like you can you can still use that yeah. uh, to to dig deeper. And so they may have questions about okay, why did Jesus have to die? And you may not be prepared for that, What's that question. What's sin? Yeah. What is sin? Okay. Right. Uh, well, and you may not be, or you may be. And so that's awesome. Why question. does it matter
1: that he rose from the dead? Yeah. Didn't Lazarus get yeah. did yeah. raised from the dead? Yeah.
0: And and you can have answers yeah, for, for all that, and yeah. you can you can navigate through that. Or if you don't have an answer, you don't have to go. Oh man, like you don't have to have all of the answers in order to go to heaven. <laughs> like, yes. like, you can go to heaven with questions. It's like, not
1: a exam that yeah. you have to pass.
0: I, I, one of my favorite disciples is Thomas. Uh, yeah. We call him Doubting Thomas. Thomas asks a lot of yes. questions. Thomas was like, "I don't know, man. That that, that doesn't to make sense. I don't fill know." Feel it to
1: believe it. Yeah, like <laughs> he
0: asks a lot of questions. Like it's okay to ask questions. I think that's that's the lesson that we learn from right. uh, from Thomas is that you can ask questions and you right. can have doubts and you can have you know need more answers than you actually have. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so we, we've got to learn how to share the gospel. Um, with people, so what what I love is that there's a lot of different methods for how to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's Romans Road. There's the the three diagrams. There's all of these different yeah. uh, variations. The the one that I taught in um, our evangelism class is called the uh, bad news good news. Uh, I like it because it's simple. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's I like it because there's uh, it basically there's two uh, pieces of bad news with okay. two verses and two illustrations for it. And there's two pieces of good news with two scriptures and two illustrations. Mm-hmm. Like for me as like my, I love structure, my engineer mind, like <laughs> yes. I, I love. So for me, it's like the two, 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 like it just, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And so uh, I wanna walk you through the, the bad news, good yeah. news, uh, how you can actually share this with somebody. And um, I wanna show you the cheat sheet that I have. So the way I do this is I set it up in uh, my Bible app, my Uversion Bible app. Yeah, Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this before, but when you're on a verse, uh, you can click it and highlight it, uh, and Uh there's a little option that says bookmarks. uh, And you can actually set that scripture as a bookmark. Uh, You can label it, uh, categorize it together. So I actually have in my bookmarks, um, I stop at the highlighted out. section. Yeah, yeah my, no, my highlighter
1: badge or badges are I bet you're on great. fire.
0: And actually, it shows up if you see it right under. So, if you go to the more, so yeah. for those of you that can't see this, bottom of your screen, all the way on the right hand side, the more button, uh, you can go to bookmarks. Uh, it's right under highlights. Um, you click on bookmarks and you can actually set labels. So, I have a label called bad news, good news. Oh, wow. And so, when I click on that label, it shows me my four bookmarks which are my four scriptures for so the bad news, quickly. good news. So I can pull it up quickly because the question that you start with, with mm-hmm. the, the bad news, good news is, has anybody ever showed you in the Bible what you have to do to go to heaven? Wow. And so that's the question, because if they say no, then your response is, yeah. may I? Right. And, and it's not, do you know how to go to heaven? No, no, no. Has somebody showed you in the Bible?
2: Yeah. Right. Because
0: everything that we're doing is based on scripture. And so, like, that's where you're redirecting people. Yeah. Uh, the beauty of this is just it, even if somebody tells you no, it's not necessarily the end of the conversation. You know, hey, has anybody ever showed you uh, uh, how, uh, in the Bible how you can know you can go to heaven? And they they say, uh, no, nobody ever has. May I? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. You still ask a follow up right, question. You're like, right. Oh wow, well thank you so much for your honesty. Right. You know, can I just ask? Like you're you're pretty adamant, like, no thank you. Like, why? Right. And you know, sometimes you'll actually develop a great conversation with them. Yeah. You're like, well, you know, I grew up in church and I had this issue and my pastor did this and this person right. did that and yep. I just I don't believe that stuff anymore. Like now all of a sudden you're in a great conversation with yep. this person. And and nine times out of 10, you find out that nobody ever really did show them right, in, right, in the right. Bible. They just had a religious experience, but it wasn't biblical.
1: Well, we don't even know where it is. Like we'll be Googling scriptures right. about, right. you know, it's like yep.
0: Google has to tell us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But but what I love about this is you can you can bookmark your your four yeah. scriptures. So we're gonna we're gonna look at that now. Uh, so the the four verses, and uh, I'd love for you to write these down if you if you're watching this. So uh, your first verse is gonna be Romans three twenty three. Second verse is Romans six twenty three. Third verse is Romans five eight. And your fourth verse is Ephesians two, eight through nine. So it's almost the Romans road. Yeah. Uh, we just swap out uh, the final Romans verse mm. for the Ephesians because um, Ephesians is just very clear. Uh, and so, uh, like I said, two pieces of bad news, two pieces of good news. Carlton, has anybody ever showed you in the Bible how you can know you're going to heaven? Never. May I?
1: <sighs> Let me think. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome.
0: All right. Well, here's the deal. There's some bad news and there's some good news. Oh, no. Okay? There's bad news about you and me, but there's good news about God. Okay. Uh, and so I let feel me like I you. want the bad news first because yeah, I like the dessert. We're going gonna to start with the bad okay. news. Okay. So the first piece of bad news, Carlton, is that we are all sinners. Okay. We're, we're all sinners. Oh, we, we've all missed the mark. And sin would be defined as, as God has a standard of how we're supposed to live. And anytime we miss that standard, uh, we're, we're sinning. Yeah. Uh, and so here's the scripture for you. And, and can you read this for me, Carlton? Uh, yeah. I want to have you read this in, in Romans there. Can you read that for me?
1: For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's right. It says all. Yeah. Does that all include have me? sinned.
0: That includes you and me. That's why our first piece of bad news <laughs> is that we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. And now the reason why I asked Carlton to read the scripture instead of me just reading it for him is if I'm reading it, your mind can wander. Uh, if you're exactly. reading it, you're locked yeah. in on the moment. So Carlton, good comprehension skills, right? There. Exactly. Yeah. So I get you to read for all have sinned and, and fall short of the glory of God. We're part of that all. Yeah. So the illustration that I'll use with this is it's the rock illustration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so Carlton, you're a big guy, pretty strong, but you could throw a rock pretty far, right? I Sure. Can. <laughs> so if you and I went out in the parking lot right now and, uh, you know, we took that rock and we threw it towards Indiana would either of us get that rock in indiana not even close not even close you may get closer than me i mean i i can pretty much guarantee you're going to get that <laughs> okay. rock uh closer than i will mm-hmm. uh but neither of us are going to get get it there sure and that's the reality of sin is that no matter how good you are you're not going to make it to Indiana.
1: Oh, I like no matter that. how good i am yeah. I'm, I'm
0: not going to ma- and and what's beautiful about this is you can use any location you say so yeah. throw it to the moon or you know if you're at an airport and somebody's like yeah I'm flying in from Dallas oh hey if we threw a rock from here to Dallas you know yeah n- neither of us would hit the target you right. may get closer than me. I may get closer than you, but but neither of us are going to be able to get it. Right. And that's sin. We're, yeah. we're all guilty of the sin. Now, Carlton, are you ready for the second piece of bad news? Oh, man. Uh, and here's
1: the, the, I'm still trying to digest the first one. Here's
0: the problem with bad news. Uh, it often gets worse, right? <laughs> and uh, and that's true of this, too, because our second piece of bad news is that the penalty of sin is death. So our first piece of bad news is that we're all guilty of sin. Mm. The problem with sin is that the the penalty for it is uh, is sin. And so I want you to read Romans six twenty three for me right there on the screen.
1: Man, for the wages of sin is death. Keep going? Sure. But... The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we're going to get into that Um, but
0: in a second. Uh, But the wages of sin is death. And and Carlton, you're a finance guy, right? You're an accountant. You know what a wage is. Oh, yes. The price
1: that you pay It's the cost or something.
0: A wage, well, a wage in like the workforce Mm. is what you earn for what you've done. Yes. Right? So if if your your workers have worked, then the wage that they're paid is what they earn for what they've oh, done Oh man,
1: I get it now. And so, so when, the minimum wage of sin sinned. is death.
0: Yes, so we all have sin. And the (laughs) penalty of that sin is death. And so just like if if I hired you, Carlton, to do some some do my taxes for me, Mm -hmm. uh, or I was going to say do something at the house, but I'm not going (laughs) to hire you for that. that. But if I hired you to do my taxes and said, Carlton, I'll pay you 50 bucks to do Uh my taxes and you do the taxes, the wage that you earn is the 50 bucks. Absolutely. Right. And so the wage that all of us have earned because of the sin that we've already seen in scripture that we're all guilty of does none of us could hit Indiana with that rock. Sure. Well, the wage for all of us is
1: death. And no matter how much sin, I mean, the wage is the same for all sin.
0: Because you have to hit hit Indiana with that rock. Wow. So if you you can't get it there, like anything that we've done, fallen short, the wage of that sin, one little sin the wage of that thing is is death. So Steve, that's, I feel like I'm
1: coming to salvation now. <laughs>
0: that's the bad news, Carlton. Now that's some heavy bad news. Yeah. Are you ready for some good news? I sure hope so. Well, I've got some good news for you and this good news is about God. And so uh, the good news is that Christ died for your sins. That's that's the good news. Okay. Uh, and so why don't you read for me Romans
1: 5, 8. I like Christ dying for my sins. But God shows his love for us and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah.
0: So we're all guilty of this sin, but Christ died for our sins. Yeah. And so the best way that I can illustrate this is with cancer. Let, let's say that um, you got diagnosed with lung cancer mm-hmm. uh, and the doctor said there, there's no hope for you, Carlton. Uh, this cancer is going to kill you. Uh, there, there's nothing that we can do uh, except for a, a total lung transplant, but there's, there's no available lungs. Wow, that's heavy. And then I walked in and I said, Carlton, I'm going to give you my clean, healthy lungs so that you can live. And I'll take your cancerous lungs. And so the doctor's going to take your bad lungs mm-hmm. out of your body. It's going to take my good lungs out of my body and give you mine. Guess what happens? I die, mm-hmm. but you live. Right. And that is what Jesus did for us on the cross.
1: Wow. When so the wages of sin is still death. It's still death. The, the death transferred over yep. to Jesus. Jesus pays
0: the debt. On our behalf, oh, wow. so Jesus takes the cancer yeah. on Himself so that we can live. That's the beauty of the good news. Yeah. Now, just like the bad news got worse, guess what, Carlton? The good news gets better. The good news gets better. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm uh, it. And so here's I so, like the salvation so here's business. here's our here's our second piece of good news. <laughs> we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, you can be saved through faith. That's it. Salvation is through faith wow and so i want you to read ephesians 2 8 and 9 for me tell
1: me tell me what that says for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god not a result of works so that no one may boast
0: Hmm. so your salvation is not based on what you do it's based on what jesus
1: did wow
0: right jesus already paid that price for, for your debt all you have to do it says for by grace you have been saved through faith, when you put your faith in Jesus, you yep. are saved by grace. best way I can illustrate this is you're sitting in a chair right now, Carlton. Did you check that chair before you sat down?
1: I sure didn't.
0: You just sat down, you, you <laughs> yes. trusted, you trusted the chair was gonna I support I trusted this chair entirely. Now, are you doing anything right now to actively keep that chair holding you up?
1: Not a thing, you're... so much so that I'm not even focused <laughs> on the chair anymore. Right, you, you're
0: not having to do, there's no effort on your part. Right. For that chair to, to stay up, yeah. And the same thing is true with our salvation—that it's no effort on your part; yeah. it's all based wow, on good. what Jesus has done for us. And just like you can trust that chair without having to think about it, without having to, you know, put some muscle behind it and hold it up on your own, yeah. it—the chair does all the work for you. That's and great. Jesus did the work for you.
1: Man, that's exciting news. Yes, it is. I mean, is. that's good news.
0: Okay, and so we we've shared the the bad news, good news, mm-hmm. two verses, two scriptures uh, two, or, or two scriptures and two illustrations for yep. both. Uh, we walk through the bad news is, is bad and gets worse. The good news is good. It gets even better. So the final question we ask is, is there any good reason why you couldn't put your faith in Jesus right now?
1: I certainly couldn't see one. <laughs> I can't find one.
0: And here's the beauty is in a real life conversation, you may be talking with somebody and they're going to say, yeah, I got a, I got a few questions. I got a few doubts.
1: <laughs> sure, okay. yeah. Let's
0: write down your reasons. Let's <laughs> write them down. Uh, and writing them down is important because what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of your objections. And as we determine that it's not really a good reason, we'll scratch it off the list, mm-hmm. uh, which means at the end of our conversation, after we've scratched all these things mm-hmm. off. And I ask yeah. you again, Carlton, is there any good reason why you right. can't put your faith we in Jesus right won't have right any now, reasons. You're going to look at the paper mm-hmm. and be like, no, I don't have any good reason. Yeah. Uh, and so... We could spend a lot of time navigating what do those questions look like and what reasons does a person give. Uh, We'll have the link to to that uh, evangelism course up uh, eventually.
1: Yeah, but Um, I I think the beauty of that is that beyond reasons why I I may not, you know, think that this is true or fully understand this, the fact that he took my place with the wages of sin, I mean, that that makes me curious enough to explore that a little bit more. Someone would love me that much to take the punishment of death for me.
0: Yep. And 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 here's the beauty of evangelism. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not responsible for the outcome Mm -hmm. We're responsible for the obedience. So it's your job to tell somebody the gospel. It's not your job to make them believe it. Uh, And so you present it in the best way that you possibly can. Uh, and it says, you know, no one comes to salvation unless the the Spirit leads them. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we're we're praying and believing that the Holy Spirit's going to lead that person in salvation, but maybe they're not, or maybe they're not in that moment. Paul talks about too that, you know, one plants the seed, another one waters yes. it, but another one gets the harvest. You, you may be the the fifth person to water that seed yes. that somebody else planted, uh, and you may not get to see the harvest. But three guys down the road,
1: right? This person's
0: going right. to be like, man, you're like the fifth person to come tell me about this Jesus person. <laughs> yes. You're the fifth person to invite me to yes. church. I'm, I'm finally going to say yes. Or or maybe they're in a moment of their life when it's like, okay, this is real. The number of people that I've talked to that, that came to faith in Jesus alone in a room is is, is incredible. Yeah. Like it, it may be that they leave that conversation and they go home and they're laying in bed tonight and they're thinking about it again. And they're going, man, I didn't
1: have a good reason. Right. It's like C.S. Lewis on the sidecar of a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah
0: just has that moment yeah just a moment i'm i'm a sinner right and i need jesus absolutely yeah so that's that's sharing the gospel Mm -hmm. now uh you can make that as simple or as complex as you want it to be uh there's some some clear steps for how to do this the beauty of having a method for evangelism is methods are not a bad thing uh methods don't make you robotic uh they don't it just gives you comfort it gives you a a, like a confidence that i know what i'm about to say uh, and so I don't have to be thinking about it as much. I can actually be in in the conversation. Yeah. A- and the more you get comfortable with your method, the the smoother you're going to be in the conversation. Yeah. Lo- the more ready that. you are for the objections yeah. or the questions or or the whatever.
1: Yeah, I like that application, man. You just took my highlighting scripture to a whole nother level with the bookmark. Come but on now. Bookmark with purpose. Yeah. Because. If I bookmark a plan, that application, then I'm ready yeah. to evangelize.
0: And and maybe for you you like Romans Road better. Okay, so mm-hmm. bookmark Romans Road. Yeah. And label it. You know, this is Romans Road. Man, you you may be dealing with somebody that's dealing with a lot of sickness and you're like, Man, I want all the verses that deal about healing. Yeah. So, man, bookmark those and right. label it healing. All the you times know.
1: that Jesus said your faith has made you whole. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah use use man, use the U version yeah evangelize I just read it and highlight come on now there's so much more <laughs> that you could be doing uh all right so you feel like you got a a, a good grasp on the bad news i think goodness? so so bad news is uh we're, we're all sinners we're
1: all sinners all of us right fall our, short of the glory of god our illustration
0: yeah. there is you gotta throw that rock yeah uh our uh see that i'm bad at the scriptures i have a horrible memory for scriptures but it's <laughs> romans 3 23 i think yeah Romans Mm -hmm. 3.23 is our first verse, okay? Second piece of bad news uh, is that the wages of sin is death. Our illustration there is a wage. It's what you earn for for what you've done. Uh, And the scripture there is Romans Mm -hmm. 6.23. Then the first piece of good news is that uh, Jesus died for our sins. And the verse there is Romans 5.8.
1: Romans uh 5.8.
0: And then our last piece of good news is that you can be saved through faith. And we use Ephesians uh, 2.8 and 9 uh, for that. And the illustration there is the, the chair. Oh, and the illustration for Jesus, uh, uh, paying the price for your sins is it, cancer.
1: Yes. Telling the cancer it's story. a heavy illustration, but it it's works. a very
0: heavy illustration, but it's something that everybody yeah. has dealt with in some way. Right, right. Right. You've got cancer. Your friend's got cancer. Yeah. Mom has cancer. Somebody. And
1: you need that weight for someone yeah. to know, Hey, you're going to die. This is a serious, but someone's a serious gonna step issue. in yeah. for you. Yep. Yeah.
0: So we got, we got the rock, uh, we've got the wage, we've got cancer, we've got the chair, mm-hmm. um, We've got our four verses. Two pieces of bad news wow. keep getting worse. Two pieces of good news to keep you getting better.
1: And I smell a sermon series.
0: Ha. Don't need to because we just taught everybody <laughs> in between go. sermons uh, how to share between the gospel. Between sermons. There you go. Uh, and this is one of those, man. If you got questions about it uh, and you're watching, man, message us. Let us know in the comments. We'd love to walk you through this. Um, I learned this from uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. They did a course on it. Nice. Uh, there's an organization called uh, Eventel that sells. I actually keep one. I don't know where I have it in my wallet. Uh, it's a little cheat card that has all this on there. Uh, and then they oh, also you're sell ready tra- to evangelize. They also sell tracks. I gave one out to all the, the students in, in my class. But there's, nice. there's tracks, which are a fantastic tool. I hate tracks when you leave them without a conversation. I think, like, leaving a track on a table doesn't doesn't do anything. Right. Not helpful. But a track when you're having this conversation with somebody, because I yeah. could be showing you in the track all the verses. That I, and at the very end, even if you're like, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I can leave the track with you. Yeah. And hey, maybe you throw it away or maybe the Holy Spirit will start working. Maybe it goes in your pocket. (laughs) Maybe it goes on a drawer. Maybe three years later, you're cleaning out your car and you find that track. Right. There's something that's been happening in your life and you're like, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I love it. It's, Pretty simple. That's nice. Straightforward. All right. Yeah. That's living for eternity. This is our longest podcast ever. <laughs> uh, like which is just a matter of time one. because Carlton and I always go long. But uh, <laughs> yes. uh, this is fun. Uh, next week we get to talk about movies, which will be a little bit more. Yeah. That would be possible, lighthearted.
1: Maybe? Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Sometimes don't know. those it, movies it play like a, a punch. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: We Bought a Zoo. You remember that one? Man, yes.
1: Crazy. Or um, I'm thinking of the one last year that you did. Oh, Dear uh, Evan uh, Hansen. Dear Evan, Evan Hansen. Man. Man. That was It's hard to sit through the sermon. I
0: had to watch that movie so many times. Yeah, you cried uh, each time you watched it, right? Man, it gave me – it broke my heart for any family that's dealing with suicide.
1: Yep. But, man. Well, let's see what journey we're on with at the movies this year.
0: Yeah, hopefully it'll be a little bit more fun. (laughs) I hope so. No, I'm doing one uh, on uh, uh, letting go of the past. So that's going to be – that might be a little heavy, too. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cool. All right, well, thank you, Carlton. And thank you all for hanging out with us for this extra long episode of Between (laughs) Sermons. Uh, Hope to see you back uh, next time around. God bless.